Welcome to Beyond Death, where we examine near-death experiences of people who say they have died, visited the other side, and returned. Today's NDE is from Aaron Kay, who speaks of dying of a heart attack and seeing angels. Let's get straight into it. In the middle of 2016, I was 31 years old. I remember dying, but I need to preface this story with a bit of backstory first, or this will not make sense. I met Todd when I was six years old. I was raised in a very abusive and neglectful family. Todd was 21 years old. He lived next door in our shared duplex. Todd was my lifeline, my best friend in the whole world. When I needed comfort, he came for me. When I needed love or a listening ear, he came for me. When I needed food, he fed me. And when I needed water, he quenched my thirst. I called him on the phone so many times, in the early 90s, before the internet, all I could do was call him on a dialed tone phone, in the middle of the night, and he always came for me. He was a huge part of my life, and was the kindest, gentlest soul I have ever known. Fast forward years later, through no fault of our own, and through forces we could not control, Todd was forced to move away, while I was forced to do the same we lost contact. I wondered as a 15-year-old child what had happened to my best friend. We had such a strong soul-level connection, we could actually hear one another's thoughts, no matter how crazy it may sound. If I was thirsty, I didn't need to tell Todd. He just knew it instantly as he got up to fetch me a glass of water, without me having to speak any words on my own behalf. We had such a strong telepathic connection that I cannot justify or explain it in words. In mid-2016, I woke up from hearing a voice that spoke to me telepathically. Go to the nearest grocery store, name withheld. Although I immediately denied the validity of the thought, it felt important somehow. It resonated inside of my soul in a way I cannot explain in words. So I listened and felt it was right somehow. So I got up and drove to the nearby 24-hour grocery store, thinking it was only because I needed some groceries. I remember entering the produce department of the local grocery store after 11 p.m. at night. I never shopped that late. Still, I felt like it was the right thing to do, even though I cannot explain how or why I knew this logically. I proceeded to fill my grocery cart with a couple loaves of bread. Then I pushed my grocery cart to the hummus section of the grocery store, which was near the bakery department. There was a man standing there looking at hummus. I was looking at the back of his head, but still I recognized him immediately. I didn't need to see his face. Todd. Todd. I cried out. It was a purely psychic and non-physical recognition. He had a lot of gray hair that I wouldn't recognize, but my own soul just knew who he was. Todd turned around instantly as soon as he heard my voice, and he looked around until he made eye contact with me. Todd, I gasped. I abandoned my cart and my purse, and just to run towards him. He had no idea who I was. I ran to him and I held on to him and began to cry. I missed my best friend. He did not hug me back because he didn't know who I was. I pulled back and I tried to stop crying so much. Todd, it's me. It's Aaron, your sweet girl. He always called me his sweet girl. 
He pulled back saying, Oh my God, Aaron, it's you. He cried as hard as I did. My sweet girl, you're all grown up. He cried and kept kissing my face and looking at me. I kept crying and said, It's me, I missed you. Where have you been? He held me in his arms, saying, Sweet girl, it was not up to me. I sent you so many letters. Did you get them? I replied, No, I never got any letters. I thought you were dead. I cried and I held on to him for dear life as he said, No, I sent you so many letters and I tried to find you. I would never leave you all alone. I said, I never thought you would. He brought me back to the hotel he was staying in, and I had the privilege of meeting his two lovely daughters and being reunited with his lovely wife, who knew me before we were forced to break contact. I don't believe for a second that this was a coincidence. I never go grocery shopping at night. We were meant to meet again. A day later, I was forced to say goodbye to my best friend Todd, and he promised that we would be together again soon. I cried, as did he, and I believed him. Before he let go of me, he promised me that he would call me on my cell phone in two weeks. I kissed him goodbye. Todd lived in another state and had to go back home. Two weeks later, when I did not receive a phone call from Todd, I knew that something was wrong. I decided to call his home phone number late at night. I waited for the phone to ring and for Todd to answer, but he did not. Someone else did. Hello, she asked over the phone. I did not recognize her voice. I replied, hello, is Todd home? I apologized for the late hour that I was calling. Who is this? The older woman asked me. It's Aaron. I replied over the line. Aaron, she asked aloud. I know who that is. I heard Todd's wife's voice in the background. She took the phone and said hello. I asked, is Todd home? He should have called me by now. I know it's late. She sighed and paused before answering with tears over the phone line. Aaron, I am so sorry. Todd passed away. I was in shock. What? I cried. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is all my fault. And then I hung up the phone. I couldn't actually handle the pain of reality in this moment. I thought, what? My best friend is dead and gone. No, I couldn't seem to handle that much pain. I went into shock and could not accept that my best friend in the world was dead. I dropped to my knees on the floor of my bedroom and I rolled over to my left side and began to scream and cry hysterically. Then I heard my cell phone ring. I answered it. It was Todd's lovely wife saying, Aaron, Todd loved you very much and he would not want you to blame yourself for this. I am so sorry. I continued to cry over the phone line. She replied, Me too, honey. We both cried, and I hung up the phone. I kept thinking, he couldn't be gone for real, could he? I immediately deleted Todd's phone number, because I couldn't bear to see it on my phone again. I told myself that it wasn't true, but I was lying to myself. After several minutes, the pain of reality hit me like a thousand bricks striking me in my chest. I couldn't handle the pain. 
I cried to myself as I rocked back and forth on the floor of my small bedroom. He cannot be gone. We just found each other again. This is so wrong. I cried. Then I completely lost it and could not breathe or think. I could not exist as a human being anymore. My best friend in the world was gone. I felt so angry inside and so helpless. I screamed at the top of my lungs for about 20 minutes until I felt like I might die of a broken heart. Then I did die of a heart attack. I felt a sharp, stabbing pain shooting down the left side of my arm. At the same time, I felt a very sharp pain shooting through my heart and entire chest. It was a very heavy, crushing pain. I felt very sweaty, panicky, and out of breath. I have asthma and felt like I was having an asthma attack because I could not breathe. I was in so much pain, I didn't even try to breathe. I loved my best friend, Todd, so much, I could not imagine living without him again. I can remember holding my left arm and crying out in agony. In that moment, I felt like death was my only option. I let my body go limp, and I let the pain overwhelm me. I let go. Then I was standing outside of my body. I was shocked that I was very much alive, standing outside of my dead body. It was very frightening, actually. I was standing over my dead body, looking down. I looked at my dead, lifeless body, and my eyes were open and a bit glazed over. My body was completely lifeless. I wondered what was happening. Then I realized that I was dead. I felt nothing but an overwhelming urge to stay dead. I thought, I don't want to be alive. I don't want to be here. I cried out to so many beings standing around me. There were maybe 30 or so people in the room with me. I felt that they were loving angels, but they looked like very tall human beings to me. They were very beautiful. I felt like I knew them before I was born, but I had since forgotten them. I looked down at my lifeless human body again and did not want to go back into this body. When I died, I felt my human soul enter back into unconditional, endless love. I felt like I had lived before I was born, like I would live again, and that I had existed forever. I made eye contact with a tall man who made eye contact with me. I told him, I'm not going back in there. We were both crying as he told me. We love you so much. It is not your time to die yet. You have to go back. We are so sorry. Then I felt a feeling of acceleration, and I felt very nauseous. I thought I might throw up, but I didn't. I heard loud sounds that sounded like Pop Rocks candy and felt tremendous vibrations. I blinked my eyes and found myself back inside of my physical body. No. No. I screamed. I needed my best friend again. I needed the unconditional love I felt just moments ago to survive. I couldn't stay alive anymore. I've struggled with depression my whole life, and this was the worst moment of overwhelming pain that I've ever felt in my entire life. All of the heaviness returned to me with my body. I just wanted to feel the endless, unconditional, infinite love that I had felt just moments ago. All the pain returned. I cried out in agony, and then I felt terribly sharp and painful chest pains once again. Since I'd just been through this, I knew that I was dying from cardiac arrest yet again, and I was okay with it. I don't care, I thought to myself. I miss you, Todd. 
I want to be with you. I found myself saying as I watched my body die once again. I heard Todd tell me, I love you more, sweet girl. Please stay alive. He spoke to my soul. I resented it saying, easy for you to say, jerk. You've just left me here. He said, no, sweet girl, I love you. I will love you forever. I have loved you forever, but it is not your time to go yet. I could not see him, but his words resonated inside of my soul. I fell asleep and slept off and on for four plus days on my bedroom floor. I grieved for Todd for days. I can remember hearing Todd tell me in words I could feel and hear inside my soul. Tell our story. It matters. And I promised that someday I would. To this day, I cry for my best friend Todd, but I also understand that we will be together someday like he has promised me. I feel like we humans are born here on Earth for an important reason, but I still don't know what that is. I feel like we have existed before we were born, and that we will exist after we die. I share my story because I want other people to know that their lost loved one still exists somewhere, and that they are okay. I share my story because I want other people to know that no matter how alone they might feel in life, they are not completely alone. I promise there are others who have loved you before you were born, and love you now, and who will love you after you die, just as much as Todd loved me. I share my story because I want people to know that if they are suffering from the loss of a loved one, they still exist, and you will be reunited with them once again, because love is eternal and it never dies. Your lost loved one is not lost at all, and they are okay, and they still love you. We all existed before we were born in these human bodies, and we will exist for eternity after these human bodies die. Note from Beyond Death. This one was a little slow getting into it, but I feel it delivers a message so many need to hear. Tell me your thoughts in the comments below. To learn more about Erin Case NDE, please visit the link in the description to her original post, which includes a brief question and answer portion. As always, stay blessed.